and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Uh, it is an honour to be here and it is a privilege. I want to honour my pastor, uh, my senior pastor, Pastor Russell and Pastor Sam Evans. They uh, have released me to be here uh, with you all. But I know God has a touch for each and every single one of you. Some of you didn't believe that. That's okay. God has a touch and a breakthrough for every single one of you here today. Come on, if you believe that, shout like there's a breakthrough on the other side. Well, you can take your seats. How good is God? A few of you responded. We'll get there to the end. We'll get there. I said, how good is God? (laughs) He's so amazing. He's so powerful. Uh, But I I guess before we start, I want to share a a little bit about myself, if that's okay. Can I testify about the power of God working in a young man? Is that okay? Um, My name's Noah, I guess. (laughs) Um, I'm from Planet Shakers, obviously. Um, I'm part of the Planet Boom youth team. I run that, so it's it's an amazing privilege to do that. But I, I was brought up, I was born in Byron Bay. Who knows where Byron Bay is? I'm sorry that you know that. <laughs> um, I was born in Byron Bay, uh, brought up in the Gold Coast. Everyone say boo. Thank you. Um, and then I migrated to Melbourne. Come on now. Um, and, uh, but I'm, I'm a New South, Wel- how do you say it? New South Welshman at heart. Come on now. Praise the Lord. Um, my cousin plays for the Sharks, so I'm a Sharks fan as well. Praise the Lord. Um, but I, I grew up uh, in, a, in, a, in a quite a, 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 a weird environment. Um, my parents are quite crazy. Who's got some crazy parents here? Give me a wave, yeah. Uh, my parents are quite crazy. Um, both of them been in and out of jail uh, from a young age. Uh, my brothers grew up in this environment. I grew up in this environment of violence, alcohol abuse, drug, drug abuse, all these kinds of things. And, uh, you know, seeing this and growing up in this environment, it was difficult for me. And uh, I didn't know what to think. And, and, and to be honest, I grew up this way. I grew up uh, addicted to drugs from 13 to probably 17. Um, and so I got involved at these, in these things at a young age. And I was surrounded by violence, surrounded by a, a difficult place to live. And uh, I remember growing up and, and the only thing I was really good at was sport. <laughs> I wasn't the smartest cookie, still am not, but praise God. By the grace of God, I'm here. <laughs> Um, I, I wasn't really good at anything. Uh, and actually, I dropped out in year 10. Kids stay in school. I dropped out in year 10, and um, I wasn't good at anything, uh, to be honest. I was good at one thing, and that was sport. And uh, my parents, and probably myself, were convinced that I was literally made for one thing, which was sport. But how many know? That's not the only thing that I was made to do. <laughs> but I grew up this way, and I I was, I was good at AFL. Everyone knows AFL. Everyone doesn't like AFL, but that's okay. Praise God. Swans, come on now. They're going to win today. Lord, we reach out a prayer to the Swans. And Lord, we thank you that they will win in Jesus' name. <laughs> Please don't quote me on that because they might lose. <laughs> um, but the power of prayer works, isn't that right, Pastor Jemima? So Lord, help them because <laughs> they need it. <laughs> um, 
But I, I grew up and I, I played this sport AFL and I was, I was quite good. And uh, I remember my parents um, moving everything that they had from the Gold Coast all the way to the capital city of AFL, which is Melbourne. And we packed up everything that we had, my family, my whole family, my mum, my, bro- my, uh, my, my dad and my sister. And we packed up everything that we knew and we moved it to Melbourne. I, I, I found myself in this place uh, weird place uh, because I was playing uh, AFL, I was playing VFL at the time and I was getting really good money. Money's good. I was getting really good money and, and especially at a young age, I, I didn't really know what money was and, and I remember getting all this money and, and, and you know, getting involved in different sorts of things but I, I remember my mum and dad, they were saved at this, at this point and, and my mum and dad forced me to go to this Planet Boom camp and uh, 2015, I remember going to this Planet Boom camp, I was high, I was hungover and I was with my two cousins I remember turning up to this, uh, to this youth camp and I seen these kids, about 800 kids, uh, going crazy for Jesus. And I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> like, I've never seen anything like this. I grew up in Byron Bay. Come on now. <laughs> I didn't see anything like this. And I seen this music that was a bit, you know, it was, it was a little bit out there. And I was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> and, 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 and I remember sitting at the back with my two cousins. I completely didn't want to be there. My mum forced me to be there. Shout out to the strong mums. <clears throat> Seriously, mums are the best. <laughs> they hold it down, you know what I'm saying. But I was at this youth camp and I sat at the back with my two cousins and I, and I remember being there and, and I sat at the back and, you know, all the, ses- all the sessions went along and I remember, you know, joining in for some of the things and I, I, I would join in and praise because, to be honest, I was there to try to find a girlfriend. Can I get an amen? So Zed would try to find a girlfriend and I, I remember, you know, lifting my hands and seeing some other girls lift their hands and, I, and, and, and I'm, and I'm worshipping the creation and not the creator and, I, and, I'm, and I'm lifting my hands and I'm going, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, terrible. Uh, anyways, praise the Lord. I'm here now. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm lifting my hands and I remember sitting at the back at one, the last session actually and there's a man named Andy Harrison. He's, he was speaking on stage and... I remember him, similar to Pastor uh, Mark's um, story, I remember him getting up and I, I literally could not remember anything of the message except this one thing. He goes, if you want to turn your heart from the world, I was in the world, if you want to turn your heart from the world and you want to follow Jesus, I want you to stand to your feet. For me as a young man, I had a reputation. I was quite a violent kid. I liked to fight a lot. I, I liked to drink a lot and I liked to do drugs. And so me standing up in front of my two cousins who knew what I did literally the day before was a foreign thing. And, and, and so I stood up and my legs were shaking like this and I'm and I've got these tears coming down. And I'm like, I'm a crying, I'm a gangster. What's going on? Gangsters don't cry. <clears throat> Apparently they do. But I was crying and remember the power, power of God coming upon me and my two cousins were, you know, hitting my knees and and laughing at me for crying. <laughs> I'm trying to wipe my tears away, but I couldn't help it under the power of God. And so I stood there, I stood up in that moment, and here's what happened. He asked, if you stood up, I want you to come down the front. I stood up and went down the front. And I, I remember turning my heart from the world and turning it to God, but here's what I didn't realise happened. Every generational thing that I'd been holding on to, right? I grew up in this environment, 
I grew up with violence. I grew up with a quick temper. I grew up with a, a dad who was abusive. I grew up with a mum who was abusive. I grew up in this environment and all the generational things that I'd been holding on to and was attached to and, and attached itself to me, in that moment I stood up instantly. Instantly. Instantly fell off. Chains, that's why I love that song that we, we were singing before. But the chains fell off me. All the things that I've been holding on to by the power of Jesus Christ. And uh, I've never been the same again. Come on now. But I, I felt the Lord speak to me as I was preparing this. I felt the Lord speak to me two words. He said, Horizon Church and this community need breakthrough. That's the first word he said to me. The second word he says to me, he says, no, they need a breakthrough, but here's what's going to happen. The drought is going to come to an end and revival is near. Some of you didn't catch that. I said, the drought's about to end and revival is here for you, for me, for this city. There's breakthrough here today and there's a breakthrough anointing that is in this place. And here's the thing, here's the thing. I know, I know I'm a young guy, but here's the thing. If you would just catch this, if you would just catch breakthrough and this anointing, here's what could happen in your life. Things would fall off. You'd be more free. You'd walk in freedom and you'd walk in this breakthrough anointing. So here's what I'm, here's what I'm about to say. God is the God of breakthrough. He and He alone is the one who can break through to that next level for you and for your family. He's the God who bursts forth. He's the God who bursts forth. He breaks through. He overcomes. He levels you up. He makes you more than a conqueror. He fights for you. He breaks through for you. It's God that breaks through. In Ephesians 3.20, it says this. Now to Him. Now to Him. Who is able. Now to God who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. Let me, let me just break this down for you. God is able. Let's speak that again. I said God is able. God is able. God is able to do immeasurably more than you can think, more than you could dream. God is able to do it. Some of us are in here today saying, oh, I'm dreamless. I'm full, of, I'm full of hopelessness. But God is able to turn that around because what the enemy meant for evil, God is going to turn around for good and for your benefit. God is able. Say, someone, say to someone next to you, say, God is able. What does that mean? God is qualified. God is the right man for the job. <laughs> he is well equipped to do a work. Come on now. God is able to do what is able to do. He's able to perform. He's able to successfully perform. He is able to successfully do and keep on doing in your life. In Romans 8, 31, it says this. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Jesus is a power... <laughs> This is the power of the Word of God. It does not return void. It is powerful. And just like Pastor Jemima said, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. So when we say the Word of God, it is powerful. Romans 8.37, it says this, No, in all these things we are more 
than conquerors through Him who loved us. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, it says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. You, He's not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That word power is a breakthrough kind of power. The kind of power that goes before you. The kind of power that goes behind you. The, power, the kind of power that goes around you and breaks through for you. In Exodus 14, 13 to 14, it says this, but Moses told the people, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. Get this, just stand there. <laughs> just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you. Jeez, let me say that again. Some of you just went over your head, but I'll say it again. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again for the Lord Himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Tell your neighbour, just stay calm. There are three things that I've found in my, in my life that have been the drought breakers. Everyone say drought breaker. There are three things that have been drought breakers and, and generational things that have tried to be attached to me and, and things in my life that I've, I've tried to step into or maybe step back into. Three drought breakers. Do you want to hear them? The first one is praise. Some of you go, oh, I don't know about that. God sends a tribe, a tribe of Judah, so to try to praise to go first before anything happened so that they could secure a victory? <laughs> Is that not praise? <laughs> Is that not a, a declaration to say to us, no, yeah, this world needs a praise and the, the drafts that we're facing, yes, they need a praise because you know what happens when we praise before the battle? Come on, we see a victory. Second one is faith. Come on. Droughts that are broken require faith and great faith. In this season and in many seasons past, some of our faith and some of our life and some of our experiences that have gotten into us and, 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 and maybe have stopped our faith and maybe put our faith back a little bit. Some of these experiences have, have done this to our faith. But I'm here to tell you, remind you again, that our God is able. So our God is able to break through. Our God is able to do immeasurably, immeasurably above and beyond what you could think, imagine or dream about. The third one is prayer. Come on now. You know, I was just in, um, I was just in uh, LA with Pastor Jason Lozano and uh, I was staying in one of his uh, men's homes. And, uh, you know, I'm staying with some real gangsters. So I'm a fake gangster, by the way. <laughs> I'm not a real gangster. So these guys are proper. You know what I'm saying? You've got ex-mafia guys in there. You've got ex-cartel guys in there. Ex-murderers, ex-drug dealers, right? And we're staying in a house full of these guys who have been in this training centre for two, three years, being discipled in the ways of, of their church. And one thing I learned there, it's crazy, 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 because if you catch this, things will shift. Uh, one thing I learned there, I, I, I woke up every single morning 
Everyone in their church, everyone in their, in their training centres, their boys' homes, men's homes and their ladies' homes, every one of them do this. At 6am every single morning without fail from Monday to Sunday, they wake up at 6am, pray, get in the Word and worship for three hours straight. I know that if we catch a hold of prayer, if we catch a hold of this faith, if we catch a hold of this praise, come on, something's ought to shift in your life. I I, I woke up every morning, prayed God in the Word, declared these things. I've never heard from God more clearly in my whole entire life. And all it took was a week getting in this environment. I called my wife up midweek. I'm not going to tell you. Actually, no, I'll tell you the story. So I landed. I landed in um, L.A., and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, to be honest, but it is what it is. <clears throat> I, um, I'm there in LA and, and it's nighttime and, and, and I'm telling you, these men's homes are like prisons. <laughs> they're crazy. The beds are like this size and they're bunk beds. So John and my brother-in-law's on the bottom and uh, I'm on top and uh, every movement that you do, you, you know, that person can feel it. But anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting up the top and it's about 4 a.m. because I can't sleep. And I possibly have maybe been crying my eyes out. Anyways, I'm crying in my pillow. I'm 24 years old. What are you doing? I'm crying. I'm missing my wife. Oh, I want to come home. I'm scared. This is so weird. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Please don't laugh like <laughs> It hurts here. Actually, this one, this one will be better. I was crying and, and I'm trying to suck up my tears. And to be honest, there's like a puddle of tears in my ears like this on my pillow. And I'm crying silently like this. Thank you so much. And all the mums said there's sympathy in the room. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> I, I'm crying and, and I try to suck up my tears because Jono's on the bottom and I don't want him to hear me. And, and I go... <coughs> And I look over and the light's on on his, on his iPad and I go, what are you doing? And uh, he goes, journaling. <laughs> and uh, I found out on the last night, <laughs> I found out on the last night that as I was crying and as I was wallowing in my uh, self-pity and just crying for no apparent reason, uh, I, I didn't realise that as I asked him that question, I said to him on the last night, hey bro, I've got to tell you something. I said, I was crying and I was really homesick. <laughs> On the first night, he, I got here and he goes, yeah, so was I. <laughs> so at the same time, we're both crying on the top and on the bottom and I'm like, oh, jeez. Thank you so much. There's a lot of sympathy in this room. Praise the Lord. But I got there and I learned the key and I caught this thing called prayer. A lot of the time it just goes like this. We swerve it. It goes over our heads. But here's the thing. When we catch on to this thing called prayer and we start praying and we start praying for hours and we get in the Word and we seek the Lord, things shift in our city and in our lives. It's powerful when we pray. But uh, there's a great story of breakthrough in the Bible in uh, 1 Kings 18, 41 to 46. There's a man named Elijah says this, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. 
So Ahab went up to eat and drink. Come on, I can hear the rain in here today. And Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel. Then he bowed on the, on the ground and put his face between his knees and started praying. Hmm. Prayer, catch it. <laughs> and said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times, everyone say seven times. He said, go again. Get this, get this, catch this. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising from the sea. So he said, go up, to, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. This is the abundance of rain that is about to hit this church and the abundance of revival and wealth and breakthrough on this church. Some of us, to me, it's crazy because disappointments get in the way. You know, I didn't tell you before, but when we went to Melbourne, we moved there to play AFL. And I, uh, I went to this boom camp, got saved, and I, I remember God speaking to me saying, do, do Bible college. And I'm like, what? I'm only good at one thing. How am I, if I can't pass school, how the heck am I going to pass Bible college? <laughs> and so... I listened to God, I stepped out, stepped out in faith, and I told my parents. My mum and dad, I said, Mum, Dad, I felt God tell me to quit AFL and, and do Bible college and follow Him. But here's what you don't know. When I told them this, they said, How dare you? How dare you do this? They said, you don't live here anymore. You don't, you're, not, you're not a part of this family. Hmm. So for that whole year in Bible college, I slept on a couch in my mate's house. I was doing Bible college with me. You see, sometimes these breakthroughs don't really make sense when you're in it. Eight months go down the track. They come to a Planet Shakers conference. I have no idea. They come to this Planet Shakers conference. There's like 15,000 people in the crowd. And I'm singing at my first ever Planet Shakers conference by the grace of God. And I'm singing and, and my parents call me up after. They hadn't talked to me for ages. They said, hey, son, we're, we're here. We want to speak to you. I'm like, and so I, I remember meeting them after and my parents, they, they came up to me, they gave me a big hug. I, mind you, I hadn't seen them in eight months. Come gave me a big hug and they said, son, we are, we're so sorry. We're, we're sorry, do you forgive us? We didn't know, we didn't know this is what God had planned for you. So, so, God told me to move. I did. Some of us in here have not seen this breakthrough yet, but God has told you to move. He says, go out and look for the rain that is gonna dry up, that is gonna bring a, a, a drought ending rain to this season and to, the, to your season and to your community. So, so God has told you, step out. You go, okay, God. There's nothing here. 
I'm going to tell God what's up. I'm telling you right now. He's going to get a piece of my mind. So God, there was absolutely nothing there. No, but I've told you that the drought is ending and revival's coming. I don't, I don't know about this, but all right, okay, we'll see. I'll take another step, but if there's another step that I have to take and it doesn't get rewarded, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to do it again. Oh, man. There's nothing here. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> man, yeah, I'm tired, by the way. I'm, okay. <laughs> So I might, do, I might not do that seven more times. But. God, you said that there was rain. You said that when I step out, watch what happens. Nothing. Some of us are having these conversations with God in our families and in our businesses. Some of our children aren't saved and in the house of God. But I tell you, there is a breakthrough waiting on the other side. But here's what happens. Here's what happens. No, go again. This is the seventh time. Go again. I'm skipping to seven. <laughs> I'm tired. Go again. Because the drought is ended and revival is here. There is breakthrough. Okay, God, I want to do college. <laughs> Maybe my parents won't talk to me, but that's okay. I know that when I follow you, there's about to be a breakthrough and there's bound to be a breakthrough. So... What is that? It's rain. The size of a, a fist. How crazy is that? That when I stepped out, eight months later, there was a breakthrough and a restoration within the family of my household. Look. God is telling you to keep dreaming, keep going, keep stepping out and keep taking those steps of faith. But some of us have been bound by disappointment, bound by lies. God is able to do immeasurably far more above what you can think up, imagine or dream about. That is our God. And, and, and here's, here's the crazy thing. Our God is the God of breakthrough. Right? Can I get an amen? amen? Our God is the God of breakthrough. But you might have been knocked back. Things may have been happening to you. Family situations. Things might, might have hurt you. Things might not make sense. But in Psalms 66, 9 to 12, this is a prophetic word over this church and over you today. Our lives are in His hands. And He keeps our feet from stumbling. Amen. You have tested us, oh God. Yes, you have. <laughs> you have purified us like silver. You captured us in your net and laid the burden of slavery on our backs. Then you put a leader over us. This is the prophetic word and your breakthrough today. We went through fire. Listen up. We went through fire. We went through flood. We went through a season of drought. But you brought us to a place of great abundance and wealth. Come on, if you believe that, would you shout a praise to Jesus like you're stepping into a season of great abundance? 
You see, when we break through, it means we take new ground. Like we are in Perth. We're taking new ground. We're breaking through. Does that make sense? So when we take new ground, we break through. It means new territory. It means new levels, but it also means new challenges. It means new obstacles as well. But it also means more victories and more glory to God. It means more times that God can overcome for us and you and I. You know, the Bible talks about us and everywhere we walk and everywhere our foot treads is our inheritance. Perth is our inheritance. (laughs) Perth is our inheritance. You see, but when we take, when we take ground, the enemy hates it. In, in, in today's day and, day, day and age, things are coming at, at us and people are being cancelled and all these kinds of things. The enemy hates us. Let me just get that straight. He doesn't like us moving forward, going deeper, going higher in the things of God. He hates it. And so the enemy is a consumer of himself. He loves to take, 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 take. We all know this. That when the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, our God who is able comes to give life and life to its full. Could I get the 10 guys? Is, is there 10 guys that I, that I have here? Is that, are they here? 10 guys. Oh, nine guys. There you go. Here's an illustration that, 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 that might help us. Praise the Lord. Everyone give it up for them. Yeah, just stay here. Line up and face everyone. There are models for today. Praise the Lord. How many people? Is that nine? I can't count. <laughs> Did they, yeah, nine. That's nine. Pastor Mark, would you be able to come up here and help me with this? And, 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 and Zeke as well, would you come up please, brother? The Bible says in Proverbs 6.31, but if the thief is caught, he must pay back seven times to what he stole, even if he has to sell everything in his house. The kingdom of God and the economy of God is not like this economy. When the enemy takes things, it comes back with interest. In the spiritual realm. Here's the thing about, here's the, thing about uh, uh, the spiritual realm. Come here, Pastor Mark. You can play the thief. Very handsome thief, by the way. It's like, it's like the brown George Clooney. You know what I'm saying? He is. You stand over there at the end there, yeah. So what this represents is Nine generations, potentially in your family line, potentially on years gone by. But this is what it represents. And so the enemy, the thief, the handsome thief, has came, and we don't even know it, but in generations gone past, he's taken love. 
Pastor Mark, would you come and take this off this man? Thank you very much. <laughs> He's a very good thief. <laughs> and, and, and what you don't know or you might not understand is that in generations past, the enemy has taken joy from your family. Give me that ear. And what you might also not know is that he's taken blessings and financial blessings from your family. <laughs> we try to hold on to that. <laughs> you got him. And somewhere down the line in your family, or maybe in COVID, he's taken this. And he's taken hope. Hmm. He received absolutely nothing back. And maybe in this generation now, what's taken more than ever is our innocence. He's taken our innocence. And, and somewhere along the line, <laughs> so, somewhere along the line, he's taken this thing called peace, which transcends all of our understanding. And he's taken that from us. <laughs> He's too nice of a thief. I should have, I should have chose someone else. And somewhere along the line, maybe some of us in here aren't, aren't very kind and maybe it's been taken from our family and maybe our generations before us, it's been taken. Thank you. And this one here. Huh. You know, our world media puffs itself up with knowledge. Our world puffs itself up with knowledge. But God humbles those who are filled with pride. And, and, and unfortunately, He's taken humility as well. And, and, and we get to this last thing here. <laughs> and, and within the church and within all generations, some of this has maybe died down through circumstances and through experiences and the enemy has gone, you know what, I'm going to take the fire of God away from you as well. <laughs> and now he's just sitting there. Nice and handsome. But the Bible tells me this. But if he is caught, he must do you understand? Every single generation. He must. Not he may be or he might. He must pay back seven times what he stole. Even if he has to sell everything in his house. You keep that. Just keep it. Just keep it. Just keep it. Just keep it. He must pay back. And, 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 so, and so we're at generation now. This is us. If you're alive and you're breathing, you're in generation now. And we're in generation now and, and we've, we've seen that He's taken these things. And this is how great our God is and how merciful and how graceful He is. Is that when the enemy has stolen something in one generation, He brings it back, not just once, but seven times fold. So He receives the fire of God now. 
He receives humility back. He receives love back. He receives joy back. He receives blessings. He receives hope. Because when the enemy is caught, he must pay back seven times fold to what he was caught with. And so, and so this is us today. This is a resemblance of us and what God has for us here today. Do we understand? Do we understand that our God is able to take back everything that the enemy stole and everything that he's taken? There are people in this place, things have been stolen. Some of us, they've been stolen in the fourth generation, in the third, in the second, in the, in the ninth but whatever it is, no, 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 no. Let, let, me exp- let me tell you that. Whatever it is, God can and will pay that back seven times fold. If you believe that, shout a praise to Jesus in this place. Come on, a breakthrough praise. Come on, clap your hands and stand to your feet and say, yes, I receive breakthrough today. You can take your seats. And I've come to the end. Band. Yeah. Yeah. So, who's ready for their breakthrough today? I thought we'd get it by now, but I said, who's ready for their breakthrough today? Come on, God has a breakthrough for you. Would you stand to your feet across this place? We're going to do something prophetic in a moment. Would you close your eyes? Lift your hands to heaven. Here's how to break the drought. Some of us need a breakthrough in our finances. Some of us need a breakthrough in our businesses. Some of us need a breakthrough in our families. Some of us need a breakthrough in our schools. Some of us need a breakthrough in a promotion. Some of us need breakthrough in whatever area it is. Here's how you break the drought of whatever it is. I told you, praise. 600, there's 650, 50, 53 references of joy and gladness. I think the Bible is telling us something that when we rejoice in God, even before the breakthroughs come, things happen. With our faith. Come on, when you have faith as small as a mustard seed, that mountain will be moved. And with our prayer, and us stepping in and catching this thing called prayer. Things shift and God commands a blessing where there's two or more gathered. What we're gonna do is we're gonna release the sound of praise as the first step. Mm. Just close your eyes. You need a breakthrough? Come on, lift your hands, both your hands. Breakthrough isn't meant for one generation, it's meant for all. 
Your breakthrough's here today. That's what I've come to tell you. And I've come to tell you this, that the drought is ended and revival in your life and your family's life and generations past is here in Jesus' Name. So, so, so. We've turned it up a little bit. And some of us are, uh, caught in our, in our characteristics and character traits and, and we go, nah, I, I can't do this or I can't jump or I can't shout. Some of us physically can't, but my Bible does not say that it's by your character traits that you praise the Lord. And, 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 and my Bible doesn't say because I'm this kind of way, I, I, I'm going to praise the Lord. <laughs> no, no, no. It says let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.